Hello, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. We're back. I'm Bruce, and joining me is Nolan. Nolan, welcome back. Bruce, it is great to be back. Gosh, that was a nice little refreshing uh, couple-week break there we had. How are you feeling? Absolutely, yeah. I feel sort of refreshed also like it was just yesterday that we were recording and releasing the Bela Fleck episode. Um, and mm. if you haven't heard that, by the way, um, go ahead and check that out right now. Pause this and go check out the Bela Fleck interview because it is incredible. He's the man. Um, Nolan, you're the man. And oh. I mean, we've had quite a few DMB things pop up here ever since we've been on a break. And why don't you go and tell us about what was, I mean, pretty special last weekend, the Labor Day weekend. Well, Bruce, let me go ahead and correct you there. It's pronounced Labor Dave weekend. Um, <laughs> not sure if you've heard, but maybe get with the times, bro. Labor Dave weekend. And while we were very sad that we weren't at the gorge and the tickets are just sitting somewhere on a warehouse electronic server. Um, <laughs> yes. Gosh. They, uh, DMB came through in the clutch once again with the finale for now of the drive-in series and that was three nights at the gorge 8 30 2019 9 4 2016 and bruce 9 8 2002 yes. wow so awesome you know i was kind of hoping that they would do something like that um, i think people were kind of I don't know if expecting it, but really, really hoping for it, that they would do kind of a quasi-gorge weekend, a pseudo-summer tour gorge weekend, and they picked some pretty good shows. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the 9-4-2016 show, not very much, but I need to go back and revisit that one um, as it was technically Boyd Tinsley's last um, true show with the band. But Nolan, I mean, obviously, the September 8th, 2002 show was <sighs> the highlight, the main event, and it came on sun- this past Sunday night, and that was so awesome. Um, obviously, the Gorge DVD and the Gorge O2 box set that was released years ago is in DMB lore, and we finally mm-hmm. got the full uh, September 8th show on video, Nolan! Oh my gosh, it was so cool, and I mean, I remember you and I just like going bananas when that 2002 box set came out, uh, three nights worth of CDs and a compilation DVD, and I mean, Bruce, what's your favorite part of the, that Gorge 2002 weekend slash show the other night? Ooh, man, there's a lot from the whole weekend, uh, but from that show in particular, it's man, that's tough because it's a couple of really great performances. But I'm gonna have to go with the Dave and Roy Long Black Veil um, Ooh, because yeah. Roy is pure perfection on that, and that in seeing it again, um, seeing it there on the on the uh, live stream was just so so awesome. I mean, chill inducing, and forever will be. But um, yeah, yeah, that was my favorite moment. What about you? Well, while that was a great moment and probably an all-time DMB moment because of Leroy Moore, um, I got to say you're wrong, and the highlight was Boy Tinsley's outfit. (laughs) Easily. 
<laughs> I mean, always. My always man had some then. crazy fits. Ugh, wild. But no, my favorite part, uh, the Carter drum bongo solo into Halloween with Dave and Fonz. Oh my gosh. And that those backstage moments um, before the encore, yeah. unreal. So cool. Um, you know, taking us... Uh, just right there in their dressing room, technically their little their little, uh, their little trailer there. I mean, it's so cool. You don't get to see that very often. We get images mm-hmm. of them backstage, but we don't often get video. So that was really really cool, and I'm really glad that they did that. I mean, that was that was probably the best um, the best part of the drive-in so far. Um, the Gorge yeah. DVD is a little bit. Um, it's not quite as bad as Folsom Field as far as the cuts from camera to camera to camera to camera to camera. Um, they needed to mm-hmm. chill out a little bit on that. But it was yeah, <laughs> it was the most aesthetically and um, and I guess audioly, what's the word? <laughs> pleasing. It was the most <laughs> pleasing to the ears and the eyes to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was... 2002 DMV is just on another level, man. They were, they were feeling it so cool to see Dave come up with the idea of, let's do Halloween just you, me, and Fonz Carter. Let's do it. <laughs> like Hell what? Yeah. And then the last stop chance. We'll get into that a little later. But man, it's Ooh. just such an epic, epic uh, moment for the band. It really, really was, and it was just an epic weekend. I mean, some may say that those are the best, you know, collection of shows the band has done of a three-night stand. Um, some say the September eighth O two show is the best show they've ever done, um, and I don't know if I subscribe to that, but it's really, you know, it's it's up there. It is a lot of fun, and it was super cool to see uh, finally the yeah. entire show getting released. And I know some people were hoping that that would mean we get the rest of that weekend on DVD. Eh, not going to happen. The reason oh. that um, they didn't do all three shows initially, because it was going to be all three full shows on DVD, um, apparently they had some issues with some of the video that they had taken, so we no. couldn't get all three nights. So we got a compilation DVD, and now we get that one full show. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe... Maybe that's not true entirely, and maybe uh, maybe they've got some stuff in the vault for us. But that was really, really awesome. Ooh, man. I'm sure whoever screwed that up was sweating bullets. That is, that is not good, Bruce. <laughs> mm. But, hey, at least we got one full night and a compilation. We will take it. All right, Nolan. Well, now it's time to dive into our pseudo summer tour portion of the gorge and we went all the way back to 2003 to bring you the full weekend of shows only two shows but a full weekend of shows from the gorge back in 2003 Ooh, man nolan this was a scorcher of a weekend um had to follow up that epic 2002 weekend um and Kind of weird how they went from that epic 2002 weekend that went made a DVD and CD box set into just a two-night stand in 03. Must have been some scheduling issues. But I think the fans will uh, really, really enjoy these shows. 
Well, they better because they're awesome. Uh, this was the last time DMB played the Gorge as a two-night stand. Fun fact, and not on Labor Dave weekend. So we're going to August 7th, 2003 and August 8th. And first, I just want to say the band, obviously, we love the 2003 tour. Uh, the band sounds amazing. Great sets. Lots of variety, and these tapes are crisp. So shout out to Mike Vernal and Scott Brown mm. for taping because these were very enjoyable. And Bruce, they get things going with a crush opener. Oh, baby. Pretty awesome. Um, I mean, we discussed how you saw a crush opener back in 2007, I believe, and we've got one yep. right here back in 2003 to open the weekend. Pretty cool. You, The band walks out on stage. Stefan starts noodling on the bass. And you're like, oh, he's going full solo. This must be Crush. And it was. And it was uh, super, super good. They nailed this version. You could also say super scintillating sensational. Yes. Bruce, to quote the great Dickie V. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... They nail it, and there's not much better than a crush that gets nailed like this. Uh, Starts off a little slow, but, I mean, they deliver. Great way to start the weekend. Absolutely. Carter tears it up at the end. Roy's doing great. But I really, really love Butch on Crush. Just that piano accompaniment. Um, It Mm -hmm. is so, so money. And another thing that was money is this next two-song run. And some may roll their eyes at the first song, but I don't. I don't bat an eye at this. I love this, and I love the segue that they do out of this. And that's full to think, Into Grace is Gone. And I think that's a pretty nice way to kind of start the show, Nolan. When you go crush and then um, full to think, and then Into Grace, it just, I, I just can imagine, you know, like a sunset at Gorge and you've got Grace is Gone playing. Um, <sighs> seems pretty awesome to me. Oh, dude, that's one of the best things about this weekend is, well, one, just picturing the visuals. The song placement is, like, perfect here. And Butch is going to get some more praise because I think he sounds pretty good on Fool to Think. I think the song benefits from his um, piano playing. So, I mean, that's nice. Fool to Think, a solid song, a top everyday song, in my opinion. And right into Grace get Stefan on a little bit of slide action need to bring that back need the Fonz doing that again um yeah Bruce and they finish off Grace with a little miniature hoedown yeah it sounded like Carter was like Ooh, I got an idea and just started doing it uh, so that was pretty cool so why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of this fool to think and Grace is gone we'll mash up a little bit here for your own enjoyment everybody so here you go we're kicking off this Gorge 2003 weekend Fool to think. I bet that was something you weren't expecting. Into Grace is gone.
course, it was my hope that I would finally see full band Grace is Gone at the Gorge this year, but thanks to coronavirus, that was made impossible, but at least we got to reminisce and hear that wonderful version. So, fingers crossed for next year, buddy, but we'll also be crossing our fingers for the band to bring back the One Sweet World instrumental intro and this has become a regular on the podcast uh during the pseudo summer tour and it needs to be a regular in next year's summer tour bruce oh man absolutely and you were just talking about the flow of the show and we're gonna wax on and wax off about this um especially this show here uh just fantastic flow i mean one sweet world with the instrumental intro right after a beautiful grace is gone is just so nice what a great great placement there absolutely we need more of this intro to come back um you know whether you're doing Rashawn on the muted trumpet whether we throw Jeff on there I mean what the hell why would you not play it uh come on Dave do it do it but what Dave does do is you know it's it's time to pick the pace back up it's time to get the crowd moving again uh the sun has now set likely at the gorge and so it's time to rock And what do they bring in here, Nolan, to get us all back on our feet? Oh, well, there was only one choice right here, and that is two-step. Yes. And this was an awesome improv intro uh, by Dave here. I'm going to read a little bit of it. And the last line here is just an all-time great line for two-step improv intros. Woke up in my dream, I found myself quite alone, just empty cars and empty buildings everywhere, no one to share a cigarette or conversation, my god, I'm glad when I woke up, the crowded streets were mine alone. And cue the build up, the intro, the song takes off, and man, let's let's listen to that in improv, it's, it's impressive. Great foreshadowing by Dave. Maybe he knew this, but the um, most played album from this show was Before These Crowded Streets. So maybe that's why he threw in the Ooh. Crowded Streets line there, uh, just to let us know, like, hey, this is our best album. We're going to play a lot of songs from this album tonight. Here you go. And Love I'm it. just going to talk about it now. <laughs> so awesome. And I mean, the rest of the song, obviously, it's an 18 minute version, two step. It is long. And Carter just destroys in the end. And, I mean, Bruce, when you think of two-step, whose song do you think of it as? Carter's. Like, who? Uh, Carter, yeah. It's got to be. Every time. You you always, in the song, thinking like, oh, my God, Carter Beaufort, how is he doing that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, you know, honestly, you could argue um, that it could be, I guess, Dave's a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, definitely Carter. There's no doubt. And you know, even now when Tim slays a solo, is still almost a forgotten uh, you know part of the song because Carter does something right after where you're just like, oh yeah. my word. Oh, Sorry, Tim. Yes. We love you. We love Tim so much. This next run is probably my least favorite part of the weekend. <laughs> I was just Bruce. about to say, you said we love Tim so much. I was going to say, I bet that this next part you didn't love so much. <laughs> well, it started off well um, because <laughs> they follow up two step with number 41. Ooh. So back to back, just all timers right there, which is awesome. But man, I'm just going to keep saying it and keep saying it because I don't want it to come back. But the everyday chance in the outro, I don't know. This ha- this started in 03, I believe. And we were t- we didn't get to the bottom of it. Did Dave start this? Did How did this start? Was it the fans? We need to find out. We're going to we're gonna get on that and, and bring some answers to the next podcast. But yep, everyday chance in the outro. And then Dave segues into every day so double every day right there and uh you know that's not not my favorite right there but roy absolutely dominates his solo and the jam of number 41 it is it is so good bruce it is incredible um he just destroys and you know this is what i miss about 41s now is that we don't really get that sax solo anymore and, Mm-mm. you know, Roy had so many good 41s and just you kind of forget about them because he soloed so on so many songs. Um, I mean, we have several in this show that we could talk about just wax poetic about how well Roy does um, mm-hmm. or just throughout this whole weekend. I mean, it's so many solos, but now we don't get that sax solo in 41. And I think it I mean, it hurts the song, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this was just a great version and as soon as i hear the crowd start saying every day at the end i'm like no no and i was caught off guard because i was not looking at the set at the time and all of a sudden (laughs) boom here it comes uh dave just goes straight into it at the end he leans into it and i'm just like you have got to be kidding me um i mean it's kind of cool yeah at the same same time i'm like no 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 yeah I know. Well, the saving grace was was Roy here, and I mean, he solos, and then he goes back into that main forty-one riff, uh, that da na 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 na, and he plays that with some verve and some angst. And we'll just play you a quick clip of that, and then we'll skip every day and move on. But here you go.
awesome and the band's gonna keep it going we're talking some streets up next and <laughs> you know this was another song i was really hoping we would get this year at the gorge with bela fleck but alas they get spoon here in 2003 and does not feature a female vocal that's uh, been the trend as of late for the song whenever it gets busted out a little bit but I mean, again, they just nail it. They do. I mean, the gorge got spooned, and how I would love to spoon the gorge or get spooned at the gorge. Um, <laughs> anyways, it is, oh, man, they just always nail spoon, I feel like. I mean, it is every single yeah. time I hear one, um, go back and listen to the old ones or hear one that they randomly play every 15 years these days, um, it's just so good and I don't really understand why they don't play it but whatever this is pretty epic outro with Boyd Roy and Carter there just building up and exploding exploding all over the gorge and it is fantastic I hate that it's rarely played and I I mean it's just something we have to play right now we're going to highlight it we're going to play it and we might we might play it like 15 times in a row because that's how many times per year it needs to be played
Absolutely. I think the play count for Spoon is still, uh, has not even reached the 30s yet. The song was, uh, the song debuted in 1998. Like, what? What are oh. we doing here? I just, it's crazy. But that, man, that outro is, it's just a beautiful song and it just, it's its lengthy and I love it. But that outro, man, it just is perfect. It, those chords there, it's so dark and ominous and, ugh, Bruce, it's, it's one of my favorite favorite parts of a dmb song yes 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 and i think we were talking about it the other day the outro like you said that chord progression so good and it kind of reminded us of the too high outro and that just yeah. brings us to another thing why the hell has dmb never played the song too high from some devil i mean what oh it is one of my biggest questions for the band with all the some devil songs that they have played too high has just it's perfect yep absolutely perfect for them and it was especially perfect when boyd was still in the band but now buddy could play it and you've got tim it would be such an absolute monster yep it makes Ugh. it makes no sense they've got the horns they've got all of this stuff i mean i am just so disappointed but regardless <laughs> this spoon was awesome and yeah. this neck i mean this run right here is awesome so right after Spoon, we get Ants, and it's that 2003 direct intro, you know, like everyone knows, the Central Park version sounds just like that. It's fantastic. Short Ants, um, perfect placement. Then we get another Central Park song, Help Myself. This one Ooh, yeah. is another one, Nolan, that we really wish would show up more. I think I've only seen it once. Um, I'm sure you've only seen it a time or two. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, I think I've I think I've only seen it maybe two or three times, and uh, the last time was in 2008 when they busted it out at West Palm, and it was they were kind of all over the place with it, um, <laughs> but they were not in 03. They nailed it, and you know I've kind of always looked at it in the same vein as um, like Hello Again or Dido, and they're songs that I mean they're quick short songs where Carter just shines on them mm -hmm. but they just like hardly ever get played yeah. like I think of Carter when I think of of those songs and I don't know maybe Help Myself was pretty violin heavy maybe that's why it doesn't get played as much but I mean they have plenty of songs that are violin heavy that they still play so I don't know but I'd love this thrown in the mix more oh yeah me too and the next song as well um, and you know, we talked about before these crowded streets being the main album for this show. So Nolan, we get another one right here. Yeah. This run is just silly at this point. Uh, dreaming tree. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And before it, uh, Dave asks everyone on the Hill how they're doing. Q Dave, go ahead. Hope everybody's doing well uh, high up on the hill. Yeah. And Bruce, uh, that was supposed to be us this year. So uh, we would have been able to respond. But, <laughs> gosh, yep. we would have been doing great on that hill. Yep. Just, But we'll be doing great on that hill next year. But, uh, man, Bruce, Dave, uh, he redeemed himself 
from 2002 and remembered the lyrics this time. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder if this was placed here night one of 2003 because of his uh, jumbled mess of 2002. But I mean, you know, with it not being on the set list that night and then Fonz doing the whole um, Watchtower intro, then like Dreaming Tree fake or whatever you want to call it interpolation and then dave picks it up and it was i mean super awesome and oh, yeah. then yeah he just is kind of like oh maybe well maybe we can do this uh never mind i don't i don't know this song no no but he i mean you could tell he he got so lost but uh i mean pretty much saved himself like he, he threw in some some different lyrics that it at least made sense and they should have uh, just played it i mean who cares i know they should have kept going but um they got it right in 03 and whew, man it's it's just it's perfection and uh roy on the flute in this outro it's great stuff i i prefer roy on the sax uh here like our 2007 version that we saw but hmm still amazing oh yeah always amazing and um we'll take roy on any instrument on any dreaming tree and we'll also take dreaming tree at the gorge next year when dave asks us how we're doing up there on the grass um yep and yeah i can't wait for it it's gonna be awesome and so nolan they they uh slam close the set here with a so much to say anyone seen the bridge into pantala naga pampa into rapunzel pretty cool switching it up uh you know they like to do that back in 03 and 04 so that was pretty, pretty awesome. And then we head on to the encore, and we have a little wrench thrown at us here. Um, a song that had not been played in the encore by the full band since 1994, Nolan. And this is a pretty famous version of this song as well. What do we have here? Oh, yeah, we got some minarets. And... Bruce, this reminded me a lot of that uh, Charlotte 2010 version that we talked about a few episodes ago in our Southern Swing show. Very, uh, very slow buildup for this intro. Um, Mm -hmm. Really cool stuff. But this version in particular is known for its outro and the freedom outro, uh, to be more specific. It is all-time Dave Whaling.
always um, highlights this version every year when it comes around to the anniversary of it. And so I always yeah. kind of forget about it until then. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, this outro is awesome. So if you want to see Dave Whaling uh, on video on this version, check out uh, the video Copperpot has posted on his channel um, or on his Instagram. It, scroll through there and look for, you know, around uh, August 7th, a post that he would have made. But, yeah, super awesome. Uh, just what a great placement for this again. And, I mean, crazy that it had not been played in the encore since 94. Uh, that's oh, no. really, really crazy. But, Nolan, we finish out the Thursday night Gorge show here from uh, August 7th, 2003 with Stay, another Before These Crowded Streets song. And now we move on to night two, August 8th, 2003. What are they going to back up that pretty epic night one with? None other than an I Did It opener. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would actually love to see this. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I've never seen it, the song, so it would be kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I would I would be having a great time if they opened a show with I Did It. I, I would be just laughing, and uh, yep. especially if I knew what was coming next, and that is The Stone. So, I mean, that's a win-win right there. Win, 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 as Michael Scott would say, because you're also <laughs> at the gorge. Um, so that oh. just makes everything a win. But yeah, I did it opener. Hilarious, pretty funny, and still want to see the song, The Stone. Ha! I mean, just okay. That's just that's the true opener. Let's just be real here. I did it was a warm up. Yeah. Good version here. Um, you know, it's it's the stone, people. It's the freaking stone, and. You know, as there may not have been that many epic moments here um, over the next couple songs, pretty solid start. So you've got The Stone, you've got What Would You Say, Granny, um, Satellite, and then Warehouse. But then, Nolan, I'm, you know, this is where I think we, our ears perked up yet again. And this has been a favorite of ours very recently, Cry Freedom, and another mm. song that is criminally underplayed. It really is, and I've never seen it live, and I think you've seen it once. Yeah, once, maybe twice, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so good and so appropriate uh, for the times right now, mm -hmm. and we've been listening to this song a lot lately, kind of spurred by the uh, Dave By Request uh, Sirius XM show with that just incredible solo performance dave on the electric guitar for cry freedom and if you haven't heard that you need to go listen to that asap but man this one is is awesome a little boyd and roy action need to see this back in rotation and i th i got a feeling it might be next year Yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I think so too. And I really hope so. It's a beautiful song. Um, Boyd in the background there is always great. And of course, Roy just adding those sweet, subtle sounds, just incredible. So that was a really, really nice treat there that they got. Um, Cry Freedom is just always beautiful. But as we kind of move along here, Nolan, just straight, solid set. You know, Rhyme and Reason pops up. We wax on about that, I feel like, every episode. So we will spare you this time um, (laughs) too much. And then that mid-set Watchtower, which is one of our favorite things. Oh, yeah. Mid-set Watchtower just gets everybody going. And you're going to follow up rhyme and too much with all on the watchtower i mean how is his voice even like holding on right there i know i know it seemed i think his uh voice did peter out there um at the beginning of watchtower it was probably the uh he set the record for the shortest sustained lick as he just peters out immediately (laughs) uh but at the end he comes back with a vengeance as his voice is super strong and oh man you know, I think we both, well, I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I do. I honestly kind of roll my eyes when I see it pop up on uh, on the <laughs> sets on paper. Sometimes when it starts up at a show, depending on the placement. But, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> as we've said before, uh, they kill it every freaking yeah. time. Yeah, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. It's so good. Let's listen to a little bit of this.
unreal stuff from the band. Rocking just, your socks off. Oh yeah, big time. And you know what? The rest of the main set is just solid as well. I mean, this is just an all-around solid, solid set. They follow up Watchtower with typical, unreal, very slow, kind of soft um, first half of this one. Then they they get going toward the end. Um, then they follow that up with If I Had It All, Don't Drink the Water, Digging a Ditch, and Billy's to close out the main set. I mean, that is, there's not a bad song in this set. No, and it was, it was, had good flow here. You know, you've got the, like we said, the rhyme and reason too much all on the watchtower, lots of energy. Then you've got typical to bring it back down. If I had it all, it brings it, it remains down, but then kind of pulls you back up at the end a little bit. Don't drink, obviously, awesome. Ditch to catch a breather right before a smoking Billy's to close the set. And, um, I mean, just freaking fantastic. Not quite as good as the Billies from O2 um, that closed out that weekend, but still solid Billies. We'll give it a solid Billies. And, Nolan, the fans are getting antsy, okay? Um, Dave promised something last, you know, in 2002. <laughs> and it's the end of the, well, I guess it wasn't really the weekend. This was just a Friday, Thursday, Friday shows. This was the end of the Gorge Run in 2003, and they haven't played a particular song. So the fans start chanting for the last stop. they get it they chanted in 2002 and dave you know he had a little talk with them and <laughs> he saw backstage that he was they're like how crazy is that we've been talking about bringing last stop back and then the crowd's chanting for it and and then he tells them that they're they're going to work on it and they'll play it next time and he waited until the encore of night two but dave follows through on his promise and this is a great version. You can tell they've been practicing. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's definitely a song that needs practice because, I mean, it's yeah. not the easiest thing uh, to do there. And this one's really good. It's uh, pretty awesome that it was also, you know, it's so awesome that it was selected for the Central Park bonus disc. Uh, so if those of you know that there's a last stop on there, well, this is the version. Um, and Dave's guitar cuts through super clean and crisp here. Uh, just really i don't know if it's that other instruments were turned down or if his guitar was turned way up but it was just cutting through very very well um Mm -hmm. and pretty awesome i think he kind of loses his place a time or two but overall very very nice boyd not so much um (laughs) he was not the best on this one but everyone else seems to hold it together um and it was really really good yeah bruce and this was the uh actually the first time the last stop was played in an encore since twelve eight ninety eight, and you fans may also know that show by the name Live Tracks One <laughs> from Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. The maybe ultimate version of Last Stop with the sensational Bela Fleck. Yeah, that is that is uh, that's like the magnum opus there. That is the version of last stop 
Um, and this one is great. This is, uh, <laughs> this one's the one that I call the his Orlando version. And the reason that it's called that is one of my buddies, Luke, uh, shout out Luke. He has listened to the song, the last stop, probably more than every single person on this podcast, uh, that's listening to this podcast combined, uh, seemingly like every day he is listening to a version of last stop. It is <laughs> just beyond his favorite song of all time. And he loves, uh, especially the end where uh, Dave starts doing kind of a chant, scat, whatever. And on this one, it sounds just like Dave is saying his Orlando. And so that's what my buddy Luke would <laughs> always be singing. His Orlando, his Orlando. And I'll never <laughs> be able to hear anything other than that. And now I've ruined it for everyone else. So you're welcome. And let's go ahead and play that part now. So here is the His Orlando last stop. too funny now that's all i'm ever gonna hear or anyone who listened to this is gonna hear <laughs> good that was the uh that was the <laughs> intent there 
Oh man. Well, hopefully next year, uh, we will see the last stop played at the gorge for an eighth time. So they've, they've gotten last stop quite a few times out there. Um, so don't feel too bad for him for missing out on 2002. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Bruce, they end the, well, not even the weekend, the two-nighter at the Gorge with our namesake, Gray Street. So, I mean, last stop Gray Street Encore is pretty cool. And we have two unique encores there, uh, Minarets and Stay and Last Stop Gray Street. I love the unique encores, Bruce. It is It keeps people coming back. Oh, yeah, and think about the, are those the best all-time back-to-back E1 slots with minarets and then the last stop? Mm, I don't know. It would be, uh, that's tough to beat. So that is that is mm. pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, who cares what you get after a minarets E1 or a last stop E1? Um, you know, stay, Gray Street, obviously great songs, great closers, um, but who, who even cares what the songs are at that point? I mean, that's just... Oh yeah, that's just fantastic. Unfortunately, this was after they had taken away the third verse of Gray Street. Thanks, Conan. <sighs> but maybe that one's back. Maybe we'll see the third verse of Gray Street back at the Gorge next summer. Um, yeah, Nolan. Great two shows there, 2003. I'm not sure how much people have uh, listened to the 2003 Gorge Two-Night Stand, but hopefully that this kind of helped shed some light on just another epic set of shows at the Gorge. Oh, I know. I mean, every year just does not disappoint there. And uh, next year will be the exact same. It will be incredible. I don't know if we'll meet Carter beforehand and get backstage passes like some people we know have done. Um, but regardless, it will be absolutely epic. And Bruce, we've got uh, some more West Coast shows coming up uh, in the near future and maybe mix in a few more interviews um, around that too. But DMB is still going strong on that West Coast we are going to touch on Bend, Oregon, Irvine, California, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then kind of working our way uh, back to the Midwest, going Durant, Oklahoma, Rogers, Arkansas, South Haven, South Haven, Mississippi, and uh, that'll kind of wrap it up for the pseudo summer tour, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Um so we'll see what we can find from some of those shows or some of those venues there. Um, you know, so there's some good stuff. Oh, I think uh, Vancouver. I think we might find some good stuff. I believe the band has been there a couple times, so we need we don't need yes. to um, we don't need to forget the Canada. Eh? So uh, Vancouver is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. So shout out Vancouver. Wow. And yeah, absolutely. We are wrapping it up, and just you know. We do have some other things besides the summer tour. So once the pseudo summer tour is over, uh, we'll be throwing some more content and especially some interviews. We've got some good stuff lined up um, and that we need to finalize and settle in Mm -hmm. and bring to you guys. So hopefully you are looking forward to that because we sure as hell are. Absolutely. And before we sign off here, this episode of the Gray Street Pod Pseudo Summer Tour was brought to you by Cruise Into Wellness CBD. Yes, use code G 
GRAYPOD for 20% off their products. Go to cruiseintowellness.com or find them at Cruise Into Wellness on the social medias. Hit them up. Great stuff, Bruce. Yes, and please, please do support them um, right now because they are out there in that, um, obviously, Santa Cruz area um, out there in California where it's seemingly like an apocalypse out there. So please support those Ugh. that uh, you know are needing the help right now. They're doing a lot of great things to help the local communities there. So support them so that they can support their local communities. And absolutely, Nolan... Um, Awesome. Well, let's wrap up this uh, Gorge episode with uh, we'll throw some music on here at the end. Nolan, tell them where they can find us and we'll go ahead and get up out of here. Oh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gray Street Pod. Facebook, we are the Corner of Gray Street Podcast Facebook page. You can email us anything, um, reviews, critiques, tips, hints, any kind of uh, experiences you may have had with DMB, especially out on that West Coast as we dive more into that. Our email is graystreetpod at gmail.com. And Bruce, that's about it. That wraps it up. Another great week. Great to be back doing the pod with you, my man. Absolutely. And I can't wait to do uh, some more here. Can't wait to talk to you guys very, very soon yet again. Thanks for listening and thanks for all of the support, everybody. We love you and we'll see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.